Welcome to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's podcast, I speak with Joe Rodriguez, who is the current photo editor at Rolling Stone Magazine. Joe has previously worked at publications such as ESPN, People Magazine, Men's Health, and Entertainment Weekly, to name a few. In this interview, I speak to Joe about growing up in Brooklyn, New York, how he first discovered photography, and what led him to study photography at SVA in New York City. I also speak to Joe about his experience interning for ESPN, which later led to a full-time job as a photo editor within ESPN. Joe also speaks to us about a recent cover shoot he produced for Rolling Stone with photographer Carlos Sorrell. Joe is someone who brings a wealth of knowledge and experience in the photo business, so I was pumped to get a chance to speak with him about his journey with photography. So I hope you enjoy, and thanks so much for listening. All right, Joe Rodriguez, welcome to the podcast, man. How are we doing, man? Good, good. Thank you for having me. I've been a fan for a while, and I always try to listen when I can. It's, yeah, it's, I've never actually done a podcast, so hey, man. if I curse or say anything weird, please forgive me. And da, 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 da. Hey, man, you can, say, you can say whatever you want on here, Joe, man. <laughs> Uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, excited to talk to you, man. Uh, I, I love been, been following you on Instagram for a while, and you've actually been shooting a lot of pictures during like the <laughs> whole COVID and stuff. I don't know if it's your wife or your girlfriend or whatnot, but it, it's been interesting to watch this uh, the the series kind of progress. Uh, the stuff you've been shooting. Whoops, the freeze there. That freeze there. Did I lose you, Joe? You're good. Can you hear me? I can see you and hear you. Yeah, froze there. No, I was just saying that's been cool to watch you on Instagram. You've been making a lot of pictures, even in quarantine, yeah. just from within your house. And it's just been cool to watch because I think that's the one thing a lot of people are struggling with as photographers. It's like it's harder to do certain projects, but it's been kind of cool uh, just watching your project progress, man. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, so I thankfully have a very, I'm thankfully I have, you know, my girlfriend lives with me now, um, you know, and it's just, it's been nice to have something other than work to think, you know, because it's one of those things like, yeah, like I look, I'm by no means a photographer, you know, I have nothing but the utmost respect for anybody who can earn a living shooting. It is, you know, I went to college to, because I thought I was going to be on SVA. I'm still paying <laughs> SVA uh, way, way, a long time ago, but um no, it's one of those things where it's like for a while I didn't take pictures other than just the occasional funny sign or, you know, dead bird or something like that. Um, and then I just, yeah, I got the bug sitting home because, you know, my girlfriend Lewis, she sits next to me and she's, you know, just there. And it's one of those things where it's like, we're always just there now because we're in quarantine <laughs> and what else are you going to do? You need a hobby. It's, you, you need a hobby. You need something to just keep your brain going. And it's been Yeah, great. man. No, it's great. I love following along on it. And uh, yeah, because I was scrolling down even farther on your Instagram before the, before quarantine, you had a great series. You're just kind of shooting your, I'm guessing, your day-to-day commute just on the subway, like just yeah. snapshots of people and portraits. And is that just something you kind of were doing on the day-to-day, just going to work pretty much? Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I enjoy getting up and, you know, it, it's one of, that's actually the thing I miss most about normal times is the commute not the actual commute, but seeing people on the view because it's people watching. And I, when you live in New York and you take the subway or you take the bus or any sort of mass transit anywhere, I guess, you get some characters and New York and the New York subway is the great social equalizer. Yes. Yeah. Somebody else's thing, but it's true. So I, yeah, I just enjoy watching people and really just getting all up in their shit. That's, that's 
Yeah, no, so, it's, yeah, it was great to look at. And I, I don't know if you, if you followed along uh, that photographer, Jeff Mermelstein. Yeah, I was interested to get your perspective, because as someone who is you kind of photographed your photos on the subway, Jeff is doing this whole thing. If people aren't familiar with it, this photographer, Jeff Mermelstein, basically photographs like anybody's like cell phones. You don't see the person. You just see their text messages. Yeah. And he, he's been posting these like uh, personal text messages on his Instagram feed. Like, what do you kind of think about that? Because it, It's an interesting. Uh, a lot of people, some people are into it. Some people think it's like an invasion of privacy. But what's your opinion? I mean, frankly, if, if you're, you know, regarding the invasion of privacy, if you're out on the street, you're in public. Yep. So that's that's on you to keep your shit to yourself. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, I think like Jeff is an amazing street photographer and he's a legend. Like the guy's a fucking legend. So yeah. uh, for him to, to find not only a way to sort of, I don't want to say pivot, but just another way to make mm-hmm. work and sort of document the same stuff that he sees in a different way. It's mm-hmm. fucking great. It's so, like, I love seeing it. He actually lives in, I don't know if he lives in my neighborhood anymore. I, I would see him. There's a, a, a like a deli or a, a bodega, a bodega. There's no, there are no true bodegas left in, in Brooklyn. <laughs> they're all gone. They're all gone. There's not, actually there's maybe a couple, but for the most part, they're gone. Um, but I, I see him occasionally and I'm just like, I really like, I have to make sure my phone is in my pocket because he will get you. He will get you. And it's one of those things where I, I, I actually, I, when I was an intern at the ESPN, maybe I was, I was post-internship at ESPN, um, he, he shot something for us. So I got to go, you know, it's one of those things where it was, a st- it was meant to look like a documentary thing, but it was a little stage. It was, it was fun. It was, yeah. um, it was about like, like fans. So we, we got to shoot at an empty giant stadium, which was really cool. So the stadium was empty, the parking lot was empty, but it was, it was like tailgating, faux tailgating, faux, faux fans. But just like watching him work, watching him get like really tight and move and like he's just a curious person. And I love that. I think that's the best. That's what appeals to me most about, um, I think any, like all photography, it's, it's, there, there should be a curiosity that the viewer can probably really feel and see and take away from that. And Jeff is the ultimate curiosity, you know, not only one person, I'd say Jeff, but like Jeff Ramos is the ultimate curious yeah uh, photographer in that way you know, it, de- it definitely made like that was the interesting thing about his work like it or not uh it, it definitely starts a conversation and that's like a yeah. hard thing to do like I, I i watched some interviews with him and it was interesting he was like he's like yeah the thing about it is like no one knows who those people are they're anonymous you can't really tell so yeah. it, it makes sense but yeah it was really interesting work um, I, 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 yeah it's it's i'm glad he's doing it i'm glad he just like he hasn't done it i i, I see he's, he's he's doing some really fun self-portraits which again i think self-portraits are a great project to do it it's it's the most uh, intimate thing you can you know even if you have your clothes on it's just super intimate you're you're, you're faced with yourself yeah and i like that he's doing that too because again it's interesting seeing somebody who is so naturally curious uh putting pieces of paper on his face and his nose and it's just so cool no, that is true. Like, yeah, actually, now that I think of it, like self portraits, it's not something I've really like explored that much. But I was actually last night looking at Vivian Meyer, and she has a, t- I think she has like a whole book of like self portraits, and it's like pretty amazing. This, yeah. uh, but yeah, it is interesting. I, I guess well, I, gotta... I didn't think much of it. Like, so I've been doing like photo, I've been taking pictures. Like, I, I started in middle school in seventh grade, and then when, like, when I got to college, I never really thought until I got to college, I never thought about it. Mm-hmm. And I have this class. Um, taught by Abby Robinson, who she still teaches. She teaches at SVA. I'm pretty sure she, she teaches at Pratt and Parsons as well. And it was, it's called Go Shoot Yourself. Yep. And it's literally, you know, you at SVA, you go to class once, it's once a week, you meet once a week. So it'd be like 15 different uh, 
a self-portrait assignments and she gave you, she, she gives you, I, I think she still teaches that, that, that course, but she'd give you these, uh, um, you know, probably like, uh, different constraints to work within. I don't think it's so like, like include food or, you know, it's so great. And you really don't think about what it, you don't think about it until you're like, wait, I have to take a picture of me. Like, this, is a, <laughs> this, is, this is like, you know, some people can't stand themselves. And I'm one of them. So yeah, me too, man. Myself. I never take a picture of myself. It's like, I think I have like four pictures or something. It's funny. Keeps you uh, honest though. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I guess to go back, man, like where'd you kind of grow up? Like, uh, have you always lived in New York? And like, how do you kind of initially get into photography? Yeah, so I grew up in Brooklyn. I'm from born and raised in Brooklyn. I'm one of the, I seem like one of the few actually left. Uh, but yeah, so I grew up in, in Park Slope and I went to a middle school, MS-51, where the teacher, it had the same school my mom used to teach at. So she got me into the photo class, which was like the cool thing to do for the kids. Like every kid wanted to do it. And then I just kind of kept doing it. Uh, and then I went to, I went to high school. I went to a public, I've always gone to public school, but I went to a, a portfolio program within it, like to show portfolio to get in. Wow. And then, so I did it through there, uh, Lincoln High School, which is in Brighton Beach. It's literally the, it, it's at almost the end of the Affluence. So it's the end of Brooklyn. Okay. Um, oh, is that, is that, is that, cause is Coney, is Coney Island, is that part of Brooklyn? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. All right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it, it's a you know, and it's it's a great it's just a great area. It's it's very Russian. Um, there's like super Russian, uh, sort of like really cool rich Russian community, and then there's you, know, you get a pretty good mix of Brooklyn because then you get there's a big Hispanic population, there's a black population, and it's mm-hmm. just it's really cool to see how it's one of the few cultural melting pots I think that are left in Brooklyn. Um, I'm sure they're getting gentrified, so like everyone else. But anyway, I went to the high school program out there, and then I went to SVA. Uh, again, you know, I thought I'd be a photographer and because, you know, I don't think you don't think about how much work it actually is until you really see it. And I didn't see it until I was in, um, I, I got an internship at ESPN magazine. Jim Serber came yep. to visit Sarah, Sarah Friedman's class. She taught an editorial photography class at, at SBA, which was the class to get. Like if you Does get she that still class, shoot? I was actually thinking about her recently because I, I, I've seen her work. She came yeah. out of school when I was there. Is she still shoot? I don't think she shoots. She actually married uh, Aaron Neville from the Neville Brothers. Oh, wow. So she's like, I think she moved. I don't know if she moved back to Ohio, but I think she's just kind of hanging out. I mean, don't quote me on that, please. No, nah, her work is amazing. Yeah, she's. Yeah, I mean, she, you know, as, as far as I'm concerned, she is like her work and the work. Like, yeah, I'm a big sports person and I was and I, you know, and so seeing ESPN in the magazine, like seeing that this oversized tabloid book with these portraits, with these like, iconic portraits of athletes, all the New Year's. Yeah. Wow. So this is, so there, there, there's like, there's a real or that application to your passion. And so uh, Jim Serber, uh, he came and he, he spoke to our class and Sarah pulled me aside before. She was like, I know you really like that magazine. Those are looking for an intern. Um, do you, are you into it? I was like, yeah, please. And so I got an internship between my junior and senior year. And that's when I really saw, like I saw what photo editors did. Um, Katrina Neoland, who is my boss now, mm-hmm. she was my first boss then. Um, wow. And so she took me under her wing and, you know, it was like Katrina, Nancy Wiseman, Maisie Todd, Gladys Prayer, Amy McNulty, Jim Serber. It, uh, it's just this like Debbie Edelstein was there for a minute when I was there, Jen Aborn. Um, there's this like, super team of photo editors, you know, it was, we were a bi-weekly magazine. So like nine or 10 of us and everybody's, and Derek Harris too was there for, he was, who's awesome. He's a town and country now. I love, I, he's a great guy. Um, anyway, so just seeing how, you know, seeing how uh, uh, professionals 
spoke about work critically, yeah. you know, beyond which if you went to art school or anybody who's seen an art school critique, it's like, it works. I don't know. It works. You know, hearing photo, photo editors, uh, you know, discuss and defend work in some cases with, with you know, I should say defend, defend. They, they discuss work with, you know, they discuss photo photographs with the story editors, the writers, the art directors. Um, seeing that, whole, it blew my mind. I was like, this is what I want to do. Like, this is, this is, like, I, I, I can't, you know, it's like, I, I want to be involved like this because it's something different. It was literally something different every day. Yeah, because like prior to that, you were like in SVA. Like, did you yeah. did you ever think you wanted to pursue shooting or what? Did you oh, think? yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, th I think anybody I think there's a moment at SVA where everybody is under. I don't want to say a delusion, but everybody's under the, yeah. you know, it, because I think for me, it definitely was a delusion. It, it's such a I don't think I'm nearly talented enough. I don't think I was talented enough. I wasn't hungry. enough. You have to be really fucking hungry yep. to just not even succeed but just to make a name for yourself you have to be willing to shoot 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 eat shit shoot 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 eat shit because it's a learning thing and i say eat shit in the best possible way because it's one of those things where it's like you have to really figure out a way to work your way up yep in the in, in the industry and there are different ways to go about it but the way i saw was and the way you know that we were kind of taught was assist Learn, learn how to get, you know, your foot in the door, learn how to behave on set because it is, it's, it's sort of a, it's a behavioral thing, um, you know, just un, and understand who does what. But yeah. so the, the, the big thing for me was, I was like, I really see this, but then I see how collaborative being a photo editor is, um, you know, and I feel like that's never changed. There's more things to think about now. You know, I feel like you used to think that like you're just at a magazine, but now we all work at brands and I think we're, I think if you're, if you're a photo editor or an art director and you work at magazine A, I think you really have to think like I work at brand A mm -hmm. because it's a brand because we're so great in so many different worlds now. But going back to the photo thing, I just, there was a point where I was just like, no, I, I can't, I don't think I can do this. And I did try. I wanted to shoot even once I was at ESPN when I was, cause I was like a freelance photo assistant. I was, I would still shoot. It was mostly for fun. I never really had, um, I shot one job for Yellow Rat Bastard, and uh, it was actually the creative director. He was an alumni of the high school program, this guy, Sammy Hager, who was awesome. And I think, you know, it was like he, he gave me a chance. I don't think it was very good. It didn't, I don't think it even ran. It was not good. So yeah. I knew pretty quickly. Like, I don't, I don't have any regrets. I'm like, I'm not going to be like, I could still do this. I'm, I'm no, man. Like, everyone, I can't. Yeah, and everyone's passes is so different. Like, you never yeah. know what opportunities are going to come your way. And the fact that you got to got an opportunity to work at such an amazing magazine like ESPN, that's such a great opportunity and work with all those like like Jim Serber and like Nancy Wiseman, all those great people. Like when you're an intern, like what kind of stuff were they having you work on? Like what was kind of some of the stuff you got to learn this kind of be in there? Uh, you know, that, that was the cool. It, it was like, you know, there's obviously there's only so much work to do. So, you know, using your free time was just as important, but like the actual work, like I would, you know, this is still back in the days of contact sheets. Yeah. Um, so I would cut, like I would, I would cut Katrina's contact sheets. Like she, she would give me a, like a, a like a Kodak 8x10 print box with, uh, she, she would China pen um, select on the contact sheet or she'd have post-its and you cut them. And then we had scanners, we would flatbed scan. So, you know, the, 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 the whole workflow, because I, I would also, as part of the workflow system too, it's like you had, you, you, we had digital images because like, the wire services were still getting was still a thing. Yep. AP was still a thing. And there were a lot of them for sports. There's, there were a lot of uh, places, but so a lot of photo research, but then making sure all of the images were in the, you know, folders and this and that. But then in my free time, you know, 
it was such a warm place to be in terms of everybody there you know and i feel like it, it, it'll depend where you go some both different experiences but it was just such a warm place people were really good to each other like we hung out outside of work and everybody i think there's always that but there is like i'm still in a i'm in a, i'm in a fantasy football league with people i worked with 10 years ago from espn that's great so but just you know again like they, it was one of those places where everybody there was i would say like, what do you do how are you doing this what is this for why do you do that like i talked to the production guys who are tightening up layouts in k4 and like, well, this is this and this and that, like seeing how everything comes together and you learn, uh, you, I don't know if you learn, but you really come to respect that everybody who's there is there for a reason. It's there, they're there for a reason and they're there because they're able to do it. And it was just great just seeing that and understanding that it gives you an appreciation for, you know, not just photo, but art production, edit, uh, copy research like these unsung heroes of, of of magazines and you know and of the editorial world uh, that was great you know and it made me really appreciate I feel like not that you can just go work anywhere now but you can understand what it takes to go from one place to another I mean obviously if your interests don't align it makes it hard yeah uh, but yeah you know that 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 was just a great learning and I was there for like six years I honestly I think if they hadn't moved to Bristol I might still work there <laughs> it <laughs> yeah. was just it was just such a great place also because like it's fucking sports like how well and they were wrong? just doing creative stuff it was mm -hmm. just so much different than like you know sports illustrated love sports illustrated i've had a subscription like my entire life i still read it yeah like espn was just covering like different types of stories and using uh, photographers that didn't generally like shoot quote-unquote like sports or whatever yeah, like nadav kander shot kimbo slice you know for a couple you're just like are you kidding me yeah like, just like they the importance of that was you know just and just seeing it and having it be a thing i mean granted budgets were different then but you're able to get people to and fro places you know that was obviously well above my pay grade but you know working for katrina and seeing how you know she, she operated and seeing how she, you know her departments operated now in three places it's mind-blowing to see that you know there are ways to do it and there's definitely like there's ways to operate within constraints and still be creative and still try and still push boundaries and then also seeing you know when you have a big photo department because you're in a bi-weekly you have an amazing art department so it's, yep. i was working with these like the, the creative director when i was there with it was uh siang Tsa, who was i think he's at bloomberg now or maybe he's he might be doing freelance but and there's like these art directors like Robert Festino, who is, he's at Apple now. Like he's yeah. doing brand shit. It's the top, top tier guys. He's fucking awesome. And, and, uh, Drago Sliami, who, who is at Esquire now. And then I worked with him at WB4, uh, like after that, um, it's like, you know, like you see, like it was this great feeder place for people who started to there. And then it's just like, we're, we're everywhere now. It's really cool. So like, yeah. And with sports, with ESPN, like, how did that work within the photo department there? Because obviously you guys have the magazine, which is more like editorial driven, yeah. but then like, as you know, sports is like a day-to-day -day thing with this, the coverage of like whatever the daily game is and stuff like that. And those type of things did the photo department was just kind of split into groups. Like you guys are handling like editorial pieces. You guys are handling like this, the day-to-day -day sports coverage and things like that. Or how did that kind of work? Well, thankfully, I mean, I was thankful because, but it is thankfully. So the, the website was pretty independent of that. So the day-to-day -day, like we and we were in touch with them jim actually jim was jim crossed over a lot he was one of like the first true uh like multi uh, multimedia editors i think i've ever worked with but um yeah so you know we would literally just be editorial magazine stuff but yeah you know it's one of those things we would have a morning meeting a daily meeting and then there'd be 
there would be a four issue meeting. So you're planning stuff out two months in advance. And again, all of that can change. Like you can have a cover set. Some guy can blow out his knee and that's it. You're not doing that. It's over. Yeah. Um, And again, it's, you know, it's the pace, the pace, the pace, the pace. It just makes you, it trains you to just get, to get good with just getting stuff in and done. Like you, you can be so precious, but at the same time, you just got to do it. Yeah. Just got to do it. Like you have, you know, and it's, it's hard. I'm sure it's hard on photographers because we, we ask a lot of them and that's going to be everywhere you go, whether it be budget or whether it be turnaround or whether it be uh, just, you know, now even like shooting under COVID, like, you know, I need you to wear a mask. I need you to do this. I need you to do that. Please, please, please. You know, we'll cover everything. Hey, hazard this. It's asking a lot, but, you know, understanding that. And that was the thing I I credit with just, again, seeing there, seeing how, um, it wasn't, it was, it really was a relationship you, you develop with photographers. You can only work with them once or twice, mm-hmm. you know, you have to respect them. And that's where I learned that you have to respect them to, you know, as not just a photographer, but as artists, or as people, it's like shit happens. You have to be able to roll with that too. Yeah. It really um, is like a team thing. I get so many times, like, especially like you mentioned, like with COVID right now, like I've been all the shoots, like I did some stuff for the Wall Street Journal and I've been doing some stuff for like Brown University, but everything has to be like shot outdoors, which is yeah. like outdoors in the middle of winter on the East Coast is like, not easy. It, no, it's not easy. So, bring layers, man. Yeah, all that. But it's, uh, yeah, it really is a team environment, like having the photo editor to have your back. And then the day of the shoot, the photographer is kind of doing his thing. And like so many times, like uh, photo editors, like save my ass because like pushing to like whatever, get access or yeah. get, get what you need, a location and stuff. And it really is like a, to produce the great work I mean, that you, you see in like ESPN or like Rolling Stone. It's not just one person. It's a bunch of people coming in together to like make it happen. Yeah, it, you know, because ultimately it's a it's a team, it, you know, and it, it sounds so cliche, but it really is a team sport, or it's a it's a it's a group process, you know. And again, like photo editors are supported by, you know, good editors, you know, story editors who negotiate the access ahead of time or negotiate even just like the placement and it, everything. No, no two assignments are going to be different. Yeah. Um, but you know, we have great teams around us, and we have to support them as well. So. And they support us likewise, and we we support you guys, and yep. or we try. Yeah, <laughs> man, <laughs> you try. Hey, man, so, I'm sure. Like sometimes, like I mean, there's just certain shoots. Like you try as hard, you got a goal in mind, but then sometimes stuff just doesn't happen. It's out of your yeah. control, really. It just happens. Sometimes. Oh yeah, you. you there was. Uh, uh, I worked with um, Suzanne Regan when I was at EW. She was freelancing. Like she left, and she she was she was uh, she was over. She oversees her her father's uh, archive. Ken Regan. But so she, you know, I, we were talking one day because I had this really stressful shoot. She's like, listen, at the end of the day, you send out your call sheet, you dot your I's, you cross your T's and you leave the rest of it up to choice, uh, up to chance. That's it. Cause that's all you can do. Oh yeah. Like do, you know, it's, it's on us to do everything that we can do beforehand, making sure you guys are set up to succeed or at least just set up to get into the door. You know, you gotta get your foot in the door. That's really it. And the rest of it's like, I can't, tell you to take it okay it was I, so i feel like there are some photos where like hey you know i need it to be like look like this like da, da, da. it's like unless it's and i get it because sometimes you have really you have really formatted layouts or things yep. like that but it, it you know i in an ideal world it's always like all right i'm trying to get you to Oh yeah, and a lot of times it's, it's out of everybody's hands. It comes down to the subject. The subject doesn't want to do something or whatever. And I'm sure a lot of times, because especially at Rolling Stone, you guys are um, shooting like high-profile people, like musicians and celebrities or whatever. So PR people, um, that's probably a whole battle in itself sometimes. So it's like 
yeah, like you said, you only can do what you can do, put your be- best effort forward and uh, do what you can with what's whatever's in front of you pretty much. Yeah. And even then, you know, dealing with PR people, they're doing their job too. 100%. And, you know, and yeah, I, I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's a stretch for me to say that at times it can be difficult, yeah. but there it's the same thing applies. It's a collaborative effort. You have to, you know, it, it's on me to uh, communicate that we're, just, you know, we have our, we have our and their best intentions for their clients, best intentions in this. It's like, we're not trying to make anybody look bad. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I think I think it's an important thing to to, to remember because yeah, things get stressful. You know, mm. that's that's a that's always a thing. But yeah. yeah. So once you kind of left ESPN, what was kind of your next move after that? Like I I know you worked. You've gotten to work at some pretty amazing magazines. Yeah. Right? So I've I've bounced around a little bit. Um, I worked actually worked at Muscle and Fitness for a really short time, um, with Toby Kaufman, who she like I, I met her. I interviewed there with her at Maxa once. Mm-hmm. And she was like, Hey, I need somebody. And it wasn't, it really, it, it was, you're always going to have a job where it's like, maybe this isn't the right fit. Um, you know, but Toby and I, like Toby is still like a mentor to me. She's great. So, you know, it's like sometimes the job's not great, but the people are, and you just, you, you kind of go, you go with it. And I went to men's health because Robert Fascino, who I met at ESPN, he was the creative director at men's health. So he's like, Hey, I'm looking for somebody. And I got, that's where I met with, uh, you know, I got to work with Jeannie Graves and Mike Scheidt and these amazing, amazing people who, you know, they're both at Fast Company now, which is even cooler. It's like, they're she, still, you she's know. She's great. She's so nice. Yeah, she's the best. I mean, like, she, she's she's very much like a big sister to me. We're both Scorpio, so we just joke around. We, <laughs> we, 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 we both have uh, very similar temperaments, and, and we do, but also, you know, she's somebody who I, I you know, being like she really be, because it's a month it was my first time it was not my first it was my you know it's like the first real monthly that I worked at in terms of like really being there and uh and being at a place where photography is it, I shouldn't say it, it's like we didn't value it in like you have to move you have you can't fight about things in layout you, you can't really you can't waste you can't waste time on you know the minutiae but you know, because they, we're doing conceptual, we're doing conceptual stuff and that's you really, I learned from Jeannie that you have to, I, I, I learned how to advocate for, for the photography once it gets into layout, you know, mm-hmm. it's like you really have to be able to speak and understand why the art department, like what they have to do and I have to be able to communicate what I want to make sure doesn't happen. You know, it's one of those things like, I, I, I just want to make sure that we're respecting the image, but at the same time, there's some battles you're just not going to win. Yeah. So, you know, but working at, at Men's Health, it was just, I've never been able to make such, like I did a ton of still life. I'd never done it before. And it was conceptual. So I worked with these like amazing still life photographers who just were, you know, they would just make these, they, they would just make these images where you're just like, this was a sketch on a piece of paper and now you guys are doing it. Yeah. Um, and that was just fucking awesome. Who are like some of your favorite still life guys? Cause still life photography. I'm starting, I want to like interview some more of these guys. Cause it is like such a unique yeah. skill, like still life. One of my favorite guys is dude, Dan Salinger. I don't know if you know <laughs> his work. His yeah. stuff, like you said, yeah. these, these, you give them like an idea and like, they really, it's like an illustration. It's like, and sometimes it's like, why didn't I think of that? It's just like, you know what I mean? It's just, yeah. it's a crazy skill. So I, I would say my favorite um, is Levi Brown. Who oh Levi, yeah, like Levi is one of my favorite people. Like he and he's just in terms of like talk. It was, you know, we would spend days. You know, like literally, like we'd shoot for an entire day. We would do like five shots a day, which is a lot. It's yeah. more than anybody should be doing. But yeah. you know, we had the budgets what they had to only do a day. But so Levi was just somebody who. Uh, really and it was sort of like when it started to click like 
it's a good photographer for curious people. Like you're just like, he just wanted to understand everything. He was like, oh, we could do it like this. And, you know, and having a sense of humor helps me. You guys one of the driest people I've ever met because he's just so dry and like biting just, but it's, he's smart and his sense of humor comes, it shows in, in what he does. Um, and he actually, he gave somebody else the best advice, which I have taken from him was, you know, when, whenever he went to RIT and he'd always, he'd always give these talks and he's like, they, the, the kids asked me like, you know, what kind, like, what should I do? How do I get hired? He's like, he would say, make the work you want to make. That'll get you hired. Yep. And I think that's the best piece of advice I've ever heard given by, you know, anybody in this industry to, to a, to a photographer, because it's the truth. If you're not making stuff you're not passionate about, nobody wants to look at it. It's just, it's obvious. Yeah. So Levi was great. Travis Rothbone his just, he just makes like the fanciest looking stuff. He makes everything <laughs> look good. Um, Claire, Claire, Claire Benoit, who, or Claire Benoist Benoit. I feel like the, I never, I always butcher her name, but she's <laughs> awesome. And she's still working and she makes like, you know, she just makes some awesome fucking work. Victor Prado was great. Sam Kaplan. Um, shit, how do you, how do you generally like, uh, like find photographers uh, like these days? Like, cause you're, you guys are shooting all around the world, like different stuff. Like, how are you generally discovering photographers? And is that something you're like continually as a photo de- editor looking for new people to hire? Or is it, you feel like you kind of go back to the same kind of group of people or how do you kind of just discover people, I guess? I, you know, it depends. Like, it obviously depends on where the shoot is, mm-hmm. you know, because nine times out of 10, you can't really travel. You, you can't, you know, there, there's not budget to send somebody too far unless it's like a quick, like hour flight, you know, maybe. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's always, you know, who's, who's there or mm-hmm. who's going to be there. Like, I, I think the best thing a photographer can do is let photo editors, they know, or want to work with know that they're going to be somewhere where they're not normally. Okay. Sometimes it just works. You know, sometimes it just works out. You're just like, Hey, I'm going to be in DC. Like really? Yeah. Or, you know, like when, when I, I had Daniel, when Daniel Dorsa shot AOC for me uh, last year, or was it? yeah, last year, mm-hmm. he happened to be in Miami and he was coming back. He's like, I can just delay it, you know, and I, and it, it worked out, you know, it, 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 it took a little bit of judging, but it worked out. It's one of those things like, if you can make it work, if, if you can let us know where you are, it's always good. But so to answer the question, it's always where you are. And then, you know, depending on the, the mood of this, you know, it's like depending on the story, depending on, you know, when I say the story, I mean, like, is it a person, who the person is, um, what the tone of the story is, uh, uh, and then obviously budget, you know, budget's the big thing too. Um, and then, yeah, you know, th- there's definitely a more nuanced conversation to have about how we assign and you know but in terms of like how we find people i would it's a lot on instagram uh i still love getting you know like actual emails from people you know like like first promos are great too but now we're working from home it's like yeah you know i prefer not to have a bunch of paper piling up which i do next to me oh so people are people are sending you promos to your house now i've been well you know it's fine like i've only gotten a couple requests but recently and it's fine and it's like it's good to know and sometimes it's nice to have a thing yeah but um you know getting a even getting an email that says, Hey Joe, I'd love to work with you. Here's a sample of my work, short mm-hmm. and sweet. And when it actually like, when it hits, like when it really lands, because it's work that, you know, yeah. I, I, I say, I should say that can be really so, but it's when it's work that, you know, meshes with our aesthetic, yep. because I, I think, I think, I think that that's a big thing that needs to be um, sort of pushed out into the world more is, you know, you can want to shoot for everybody, but in terms of like, the actual like you know, like like I, th- I think your aesthetics have to 
mesh for it to be less of a stretch sometimes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's sort of like a round hole, like, you know, square into a round hole. It's like, eh. you know, I don't see it. It's like your work's good, but maybe it's not good for us. And I think that's something that's hard to hear, but it's one of those things where you just have to say it sometimes. Like it just, it's a, it's a stylistic match. Definitely. And which, yeah, because like you're at Rolling Stone now. So when you're looking at photographers, is it important to you guys that they're actively photographing musicians or is it if they have strong portraiture, you'll still like look at it as a potential opportunity to utilize someone, but maybe their portfolio isn't full filled with like musicians or something, I guess. Yeah, no, I, I don't, I mean, and like, like the like Griffin or Sasha or even Katrina might say something different, but I, I personally, you know, as, as long as I can see the desired outcome mm-hmm. in the work, like as long as it's like the hints of it, it could be a picture of, you know, some politicians are hard because they can be a little stiff, but it can be, you know, like a, somebody on TV, it could be a C-list actor. It's like, as long as they understand that moment, as long as they understand what they're going for. And there's a, I feel like as long as there's, I feel at least as long as there's a clear intention yep. uh, behind the work, I don't, I don't really care who's in it. I don't care who's in the picture. I, that being said, I think, uh, you know, it, it, there's, I think there's a difference between photographing, you know, friends and family, because there's a certain comfort that yeah. comes from that. There's a certain easing into this, or as opposed to when I call you and I'm like, Hey, you have 15 minutes with so-and-so you gotta be ready to go. Yeah. You're not going to be able to get that. So th- there is, you know, and part and a lot of that's on us too, to say, okay, I think this person's ready. And there's definitely now, at least there's a lot of slack conversations that we have. It's like, I think they can do that. Like I can see that. And it, you know, it's like, like working with Sasha who is like an encyclopedia, Sasha who's been on your show. Oh yes. Yeah. Like Sasha Leka is, he's, he's a fucking OG. Like he just has <laughs> this amazing level of uh, uh, just, it's this like encyclopedic knowledge and just and, yeah. Like, of ever of photography and a badass like and not, that's, not shooter, even blowing, yeah. that's not even no, no, no. smoke man like that dude's a fucking legit like in terms of music photography like like live shit like yeah he's the top of the, the he's up there man he's like, awesome no he's he's awesome like his book is great yeah um so promo for that i'll, I'll plug that <laughs> no i mean no but for real it's like it's, sasha is some you know and even and in terms of like just the way he uh, just over here, like oh, I, I you know can hear him on the phone because we sit next to each other in the office, mm-hmm. um, or before the old office, like we sat behind each other. Uh, like you could just hear the way he would talk, and he just he understands. You know, he has this great talent, just ability to understand like how to speak to photographers. It's like because he understands how what it's like to take a you know, what it takes to take a picture. Like there's this, you know, like I I I will defer to sensibilities all the time it's like i'm just telling you what i need yeah you know and i'm and but at the same time like i feel like if i'm talking to somebody to shoot something it's because what i'm looking for is what they're what they would want to make too like i wouldn't want to make somebody to go you know i wouldn't want to ask them to go take a picture somebody else would take yeah so it's one of those things like if i see photographer a i want photographer a's type of picture of person c because yeah. that's what this should be but yeah just you know like sitting with sasha and, and hearing him work and even just the seeing how he, you know, because he does all, he, he does the bulk of the features and, you know, I, he, he I work, you know, essentially he, he's my boss. Um, just, it's a pleasure and just so cool to talk, talk work with him because he understands it and he has those amazing sensibilities and that's stuff you don't necessarily, um, I don't think you, I, I you just, sometimes you're just like, wow, he's awesome. <laughs> that guy's good. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah so 
Yeah, because no, like, no, so I was just gonna say it's it's like you know when we think about stuff, it's a lot of like, hey, what do you think of this? Like, let me just literally just run this by you. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think about person A for this? And he's like, eh, you know, and like or B or C. He goes, I think B would be better just given what this story is. And then you know, there's obviously the budget conversations too to have, but we make that work. And do you think like when you're gonna give someone their first shot, like shooting for you guys, um, is there something you're looking for like on their website? Like, do you prefer to see like tear sheets of like other clients they've worked for to kind of show like the previous experience or does that not even really matter when you're looking to hire someone for the first time, I guess? It, well, you know, it, 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 I, wanna, I don't wanna say it, it I wanna say it helps. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, you always do want to find somebody who's like never shot for a magazine for like, hey, please go on and do this. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to lie. Like ha- having some level experience helps. But the problem is, is not everybody has had that. So yeah, yeah they, there are some definite leaps of faith you have to take. And, you know, it's one of those things like maybe it's not a huge, you know, image that you're going and asking them to. Maybe it's a smaller uh, a smaller placement, but yeah, it, 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 it's, you know, and I, I don't want to say it doesn't help. It does help to see that they've done something before or they've had stuff or, but you know, even if the work's good, shit, sometimes that, that, that's all it really takes. Like if the work is really, really good. Like, yeah. Okay, they can do it. Definitely. Yeah. Cause like prior to coming to Rolling Stone, like was music and like that kind of world, was that like something you're interested in? Uh, just like all the history or things like that, or not so much. I, you know, I, I don't want to say not. It's the one thing I like about Rolling Stone is they're they're big. You know, I, I am definitely a entertainment and like movie TV kind mm. of buff. So yeah. you know, them being them still having a very robust coverage of that helps, and and that's really what I can sink my teeth into more. So I like I, I always default to Griffin and Sasha on the music stuff. Yeah, but, um, yeah, that is the cool thing about you guys. It's not just music. You guys cover all different types of stuff. Like one of yeah. my favorite writers, that guy Matt Taibbi, who's yeah. uh, written for Rolling Stone forever, is like an incredible writer. And there is like a wide array of things you guys cover. And it's you know it's one of the things like I've learned so much just watching this, like just watching the politics Slack channel or watching the culture editors talk. Yeah, you know because you have a very it's like kind of narrow, nuanced view of things, and you hear these or you read in this case now working from home, you, know, you read their, their thoughts on the current events and you're just like, oh, that's really, that's, that makes sense. I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so for me, just being able to see, you know, and then there, there's, we, we have a very, like you said, like we, we have really do, we have a wide range of things we cover and it's awesome because yeah. it is, it is never the same thing twice. You know, it's it, the fact that we're monthly, there are tentpole issues. So there are things that we know are coming up. Um, but it's never the same people twice. There's never yeah. the same coverage twice. Were you there? Because it switched. It used to be bi-weekly, and then it switched to monthly. Were you there during the the? Sw- no, I, I I was I was still people in AW for that. I came like I think they had been. I think they had done about three issues. Got it. From then, but yeah. So and even that 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 was a big difference going from being at two weeklies to a monthly. You know, a monthly and a website because I also do web stuff. Um, Griffin's the main web photo editor there, and he's how he does it. I don't know. It's a lot of work. Yeah, dude, it's a it's lot a- of work. Like I, I, I'm just I'm happy to help anyway. And same thing with like like Griffin and Sasha. Like I'm just happy to help them. Definitely. <laughs> um, and I know you. One cover. I was looking at your website. You got the chance to work on a cover with uh, Adam Driver. Yeah. Um, for like it was like a Star Wars um kind of themed cover, and you got to work with uh, amazing photographer Carlos Sorau. Yeah. Um, how was your kind of experience working on that cover and what kind of was involved kind of putting that together? 
that was, you know, that, that was a lot. So, you know, just because it was obviously it's a cover, I feel like every cover should get the utmost attention. And it does. Like, you have to, you have to think of, you have to really mm-hmm. um, put your mind to it. And that was also, so it was stressful. I'm not going to lie because it was my first cover for Rolling Stone. And like the fact that I even got a cover for Rolling Stone, I was like, really? Me? Yeah, man. Um, but no, no, like working with it, Carlos was, that was, uh, that was actually uh, Katrina's idea. You know, she, she is, she worked with Carlos. We worked with him a lot at ESPN. He shot a bunch of stuff. And he's just fucking awesome. So, you know, it's like, he'd be perfect for this. Um, and we just, you know, we looked at his site. We were like, this, I, you know, like I looked, I pulled a bunch of swipe. I went over with Katrina. I was like, I think this should be the vibe. Because Adam is somebody who is, he's a big imposing guy. But at the same time, there is an elegance and a grace to the way he just carries himself, the way he moves. And, you know, Carlos is, he has this great, uh, it's just this ability to, you know, stop movement and make you really feel as if it's still moving and it's still image and there is just if, does that make sense that, oh definitely yeah his work the stuff he does i don't know if it's this like drag shutter but all the cool stuff he does with like gels and stuff like yeah he's just on like when you see like a carlos real picture you know he's you know yeah. yeah i one of my favorite pictures of his was he shot uh nadamka's uh i can't even say his name he, he he plays football for the for for the detroit lions but he shot him like bursting through a cloud of who knows what for for gq and yeah. it's the image where it's like you know they, they, there's always pictures people think of and i just love that picture i'll send it to you when we're done yeah so you can kind of understand and it's just like it's this you know it's a still image but there's definitely motion happening but you feel it and it just feels so rich and so beautiful and so that was you know going into that and so there, there's obviously there's back and forth like this is who we're hoping to have shoot it. not even who we're hoping like this is who we want to have shoot it mm-hmm. um and then you know sometimes you have to, not I don't want to say push, but you have to really kind of talk to the, the reps about it a little more than others. Um, yeah, but again, it, it was, it, it happened, you know, the shoot's always going to happen. <laughs> That's And like, how, how much like creative input do you guys give to photographers? Maybe it varies from like cover to uh, other assignments. Like, are you kind of giving them like exact points of like, this is what we want it to look like exactly? Or do you kind of this hire the person and just kind of let them do their thing or how do you kind of handle this the creative aspect of like putting these shoots together it's 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 a little bit of all of those uh i i think and again it's always it's always going to differ from person to person like the way i assign them to a different different from the way sasha griffin assigns or you know anybody else um but i i think the, the, i think the, the way i normally try to the way i try to sometimes you just you know exactly what you need you're just like this is really what i need mm-hmm. but you know nine times out of ten or it's really ten times out of ten i'll pull a bunch of swipe i'll say this is the look this is the mood we're going for and this is you know the world i'm hoping in which you can reference from your own work mm-hmm. um you know and and sometimes you you, you kind of pull from older stuff that they've done you're like are you still feeling this you know, do you want to do this? Do you want to not do this like this? And I totally get it. And then you find, you know, a, a, a common ground. And then again, you have to hope that your best laid plans are going to, you know, because yeah. Murphy's level, fuck you, man. Hey, man. Well, hey, your first cover for Rolling Stone, it came out good. <laughs> <laughs> that was, yeah, that was great. You know, that, that was a very, it was like, you don't, and it was the fact that like, Katrina's not very good to me. Um, when we were people, she, we were able to do these special issues which on top of the 55 issues a year, they, they do it. people. There's always a special issue for the Star Wars movies when they come out. So she would let me literally just like 
be the main photo person on setting up a, like a, a, a like portrait gallery or a portrait studio wherever at whatever conference yeah. center they do the reveals for. So we'd get time with talent and then those portraits would be in this whole special issue with all the skills. And so she, you know, it was like from that, there's just, I, I've been able to work on a lot of Star Wars stuff. So she really uh, let me, <laughs> she, she, she definitely helped. Yeah. I think, yeah, we only skipped over the people stuff. I was looking at your website. I think you did a, did you do a shoot with Wayne Gretzky? Yeah, I did a shoot with Wayne Gretzky and Joey. I can't remember his name, who actually, he just passed away. But um, yeah. Yeah. So, which was, that was pretty fun. Yeah. That was uh, Alice Naliano. She shot that for me. It it was at this fantasy camp that that Gretzky's been doing for years. And Joey was, I forgot how he knew Joey. I think he knew Joey from back in when he played for Edmonton, maybe. Um, He'd he'd been there for a while, but so Joey worked at the camp with him. And it was just, it was a great story about the bomb they had. Uh, But yeah, that was like, wait, I'm emailing with Wayne Gretzky's agent right now. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) Yeah, it was great, man. And, uh, you know, one thing as a photographer, I'm always interested in, like, um, pitches is certain magazines are into them certain magazines are not um for you is that are pitches something you receive a lot and do they ever what what kind of sticks out if a pitch ever does work i guess so it it is definitely it definitely depends on where you are like people i think you know and again i'm I'm speaking in in past yeah in past uh, tense I, i feel like a pitches were really hard because we there there is a there's an agreement in terms of the coverage it's like you know like we're giving you time because we're, we're promoting something and don't be really like right everybody who is in a magazine intentionally or who is in a magazine is promoting something everything mm-hmm. is pegged to something yep. so pitches are hard because you have to have either access to what you're pitching you know like it, it, it's it's really hard for us to facilitate you know somebody saying hey i want to shoot lady gaga you're like great everybody else does too like yeah do you do you know like do you have an in what's she promoting um it's it, it's hard in that but again you know i feel like if you work in a place where you know it like for us with music like there are story like there are personal shots like uh, dan dan Tipodi just did something for sasha um that we it was a book that he was doing mm-hmm. and we, we featured some of his, actually, I don't know if it's actually out yet. You might not uh, cut know. that out. No. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but you know, it's one of those things where it's like, sometimes there's, I feel like if the work exists yeah, and it's like personal work and it relates to um, the, 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 the outlet or the, the brand that you're promoting it to pitches are really easy that way. Yeah. Um, but if you have I'm trying to think, you know, there, 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 there were like there were a couple of stories where we've done where it's literally it's just like, hey, like, what are you thinking of right now? Like, what do you feel is relevant to? Uh, it was definitely related to a lot of the George Floyd things we, we were able to do. Yep, some really cool shoots with Nina Robinson and Alexis Hanley. Um, Raheem Fortune shot some great stuff for Sasha then, and you Anthony, know, it's one of those Anthony together like, did some cool stuff for you. Yeah, guys. Yeah, 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 Anthony, and that was yeah, that was like for the when the I remember when I. I emailed him and he was like hey are, can you shoot this he's like yeah i'm going there anyway so yeah um and he's like he's like what a saint that guy's awesome yeah um but yeah so it's one of those things where it's like sometimes it just aligns and I, and but there's that being said there's a very there's a careful line that we have to draw it's like how much are we you know appropriating like how much are we just taking like are we are we giving anything back in this way yeah, so yeah. Like, it, it has to be a, a it has to be and it's there's a big conversation going on too in terms of 
you know, whose stories are we telling? Are we in the place to tell these stories? And I think yeah. that's a really important thing that brands, you know, yeah, it's, it's good to be inclusive, but are, are you in the right position to tell these stories? You know, are, are we in the position to tell these stories? I think it's a very tricky thing, especially when pitches come in. It's like, are we, are we the right person? For, are, like, are we the right group to do this for you? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I've, uh, I've, I've been doing a lot of work the last couple of years. I've, I've had some luck and it's like, uh, yeah, I think that's the thing I realized like some magazines and publications are really looking for it because they need mm-hmm. content or whatever. And others are doing their own thing, which is totally cool. But I think it's just kind of a feel thing. You can yeah. kind of sense it, I guess. It's almost like niche sometimes, you know, if, if, if that's maybe not niche, it is. It, it's just like, it just has to be like that perfect thing. Like it just fits right in there. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, but, and again, you know, like I'm trying to think of something recently where it's just like, I, nothing jumps to my head in the last like six months or so, but you know, yeah. there are things, but I think it's important to think about, you know, what are you, what are you as the photographer bringing to the pitch? It's like, is this just a wish list thing or do you have a plan? Like, do you have an actual, like, are, are, are these attainable action, yeah. like, actionable goals? I've just been um, pitching then, stuff that's like within my means that, that I can actually facilitate and make happen. Cause yeah. it's, it's been a good, good way to like get my foot in the door some way. Cause if you like pitch a good idea and then it works out, it kind of can lead. To, I've had some luck that way, but yeah, it's hit or miss. It's um, important though. Because it, 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 it's just like, it's reading the room. It's kind of like knowing like where you send your promos to. It's like, mm-hmm. are they, are they applicable to where you're sending them? Like, are you literally just, sending them and hoping for some responses like I, I think you should know it's the same way you're pitching the same way you're reaching out like you should really put thought and care into it yeah because it shows and we we appreciate it i think we the royal we as photo editors but no like i i i, I think it's appreciated and i think you know like maybe this thing doesn't align but it'll it, it'll stick with you yeah, this shows they did their legwork, did their research, and actually were like thoughtful and like who they're they they, they actually have an interest in what you're actually doing. It's not just like a they're not sending you food photography to like some car magazine. Yeah. Or something. I, get the, I, I get I get food photographs. I, you know, I, I I get some, and don't get me wrong, I really it takes a lot, and I appreciate everybody who shoots and makes a living doing it or trying to, yep. because. It takes a lot. Like that's not easy. I couldn't do it. So yeah. I'm, I'm not going to knock the hustle. Yeah, definitely. And uh, for people listening that might have an interest in pursuing a career in like photo editing or things like that, like what kind of things um, do you think skills do you need to have to be a good photo editor? You think, and like, what's a good way to kind of get your foot in the door to kind of getting into that type of role? Jeez, you know, it, it, it's a. Uh, I don't think I've. I, I don't know if I have like a piece, like a genuine, like do this. Cause I don't think there's like one singular path. Like, you know, like I went to art school cause I thought I was gonna be a photographer. Mm-hmm. Um, my old boss at people, Alana, Kap- Alana Schreber Kaplan, she, like, she, she did an internship at a law firm when she was in college and somehow she ended up working in magazines and now she's the photo director at people. Yeah. So, you, you, you know, you're just like, everybody has a different, different. way in which they go into it. Yeah. But I, I would always say, try to intern um, yeah. if you can do it. And obviously if there are internships, like now I don't know with internships but i would say intern mm-hmm. um you know intern and really just and if you do get your foot in the door soak up every piece of information and every and not just the you know how do you do it you're you how do you you know ask the photos like when everybody does because you might actually bounce into being an art director you might bounce into being a production true you know it's like there's there's a very 
it's also fluid sometimes. It's, it could just go, you can just go to a different direction. But I would say try to get an internship. Um, you know, obviously, yeah, sometimes going to art school helps because you do make contacts, you know people, but I, I don't think that's, I was thinking about this actually today for you to ask. I don't think going to art school is like the only way to do it. I really don't. I think it helps. I mean, for me, it personally helped. Like for me, yes, it 100% opened yeah. the door that I needed to get in. Um, but yeah, I don't, know, I don't know, like some people just get in. Like actually, yeah, I think a lot of it did intern. Uh, but again, it's like you intern somewhere and then you yeah, go definitely. and you figure it out from there. You just, it, it's, it's on you once you're there. You know, yeah, definitely. Like, I think, yeah, like you said, you don't have to go to art school. Like one of my favorite photographers, I, I assisted for a really successful guy in Boston. He, yeah, he didn't go to art school. He just had a love of photography. He started putting his book together and this yeah. hit that pavement, you know? <laughs> and that's it. It's because it's a, yeah, it's like you have your book. I mean, they look at shit. Like I remember like I had a book, I would drop it off. You know, you're just like, fuck, this is cool. And this is so like, oh, I'm going to the messenger center. And, yeah, yeah. you know, and it is, it's such, it's, it's such a thing. It's like, but like you realize like your book is going in a stack of books. And again, you know, it's just like your, your email or your promo is going into a stack. Of, it's going into an inbox of somebody. So there's like 13 others in their inbox that day. Maybe there's just one yep. and they'll definitely look at it. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe not. You never know. Oh, this is probably a really weird question or maybe not. Uh, I think about this all the time when emailing photo editors, does email subject titles, do people use clickbait and does it work? Like what, cause you obviously get a lot of emails from photographers. What do you open all of them? What gets you to actually open up and look at their work? Cause that's like something I think about a lot. I try I mean, personally, I, I try to answer every, I try to at least look at every email and hopefully answer everybody back at some point, yep. but know, let me just look at my email. <laughs> <Hold on. laughs> Do you feel, you feel like you're getting more promos or less now with COVID and stuff? Cause people can't come by and show their work and it's harder to send promos or is it still this kind of the same? Uh, I would uh, say a little more. I, I, I think, I think the thing that has really changed it is the, is Instagram. You know, you can get DMS. Yep. Um, you know, and, and so, which is why I put my email address in my thing. Cause you know, it's, I'm fine to get a DM. I'm also fine to get an email, but it's one oh, of those so you things. Don't, you don't mind that if people reach out on Instagram. No, I don't mind it, but it's one of those things where I, I think it's funny when, um, you know, it, 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 it's like, it's cause not everybody does it. It's not like there's any one etiquette way yeah. to, you know, go about this, but it's like, I put my email there and then I'll get DM saying, Hey, what's your email? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, it's literally right. In the bio, just, it's, it's literally, it's right. And I, I looked, I was like, it's, it's literally right above where it says message. So, you know, but again, like, like somebody wrote me an email today, like uh, introduction, you know, dot yeah, yeah. their name. Yeah. And I get this point, I, I think it's actually, it, it's, I do notice that a little more when I see, when they follow you on Instagram, like, Oh, that's so-and-so's because it can be such a different, you know, like your feed is obviously it, it can be this or it can be that or this, yeah. it can be all over the place. And the website is something that, okay, you know, when I, I want to just cut through the bullshit and not see what you had for lunch, mm-hmm. I want to see your pictures. Yeah. So it, I, I think it's, it's good to just keep it really simple. Just say, yeah. you know, like Alex Gagne photography, whatever it just, or, you know, or just say, introduction hey you know this is my name whatever um boston look at my kid that's what i say look yeah at- or you know well especially because it's one of those things like the, yeah there are like there's so many photographers and oh there's so many of- did yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know, i'm just trying to i i know and they're right that's the thing it's like if you again if you make yeah like uh like people who i don't know 
I'm trying to like because I think I got one today, and it's just like somebody who. Sorry, I know this is like dead air for you, but no, nah, it's all right, man. Uh, this is the interesting uh, stuff because I know so many photographers. It's just like it's harder and harder. There's some, less magazines, less issues. So any any t- tricks or tools they can learn to get their foot in the door. Yeah, uh, it said it said photographer introduction, and you know what? That's that's that good. Catch me, yeah. Because like, how many times do you see introduction in a subject line? Yeah. Um, you know, so or you're like, hey, just you know, like greetings or something like that. But just something that's really simple to the point. Um, don't be too sticky because sometimes it'll. I think it'll. It can come off as like, is this spam or is this not spam? Yeah. Um, you know, I just, I, always, I just put a lot of time. I just put my name and then I put my city and then my email is like perfect. one or one or two sentences and that's yeah. it. Which I, I mean, personally, I think, I think that's perfect. I think you don't, I hate saying, I'm saying I a lot. I apologize. For Sorry. That. No, it's not the worst. It's a really <laughs> bad habit. Um, no, actually I, my high school photo teacher, he, he, he's the man. Um, he, he describes somebody else's, their favorite word is I. And you're just that me <laughs> he wasn't talking about me it was somebody else we were just like fuck i don't want to be that person but here i am sorry man um, no 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 you're good yeah i, I s- simplicity is the way to go just keep it simple yep you know? hey well, i'm blah 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 here's my link here's a pdf definitely well i guess to wrap up joe like w- anything you're kind of hoping to work on you've gotten uh you've been in this business for a while kind of worked out a lot of different publications it accomplished a lot of cool stuff like we're in the new year anything you're kind of hoping to work on down the future any goals for yourself i guess stay employed yeah i don't have a lot of you know i i i don't i tried to set just the goal of i like it dude stay yeah stay employed stay just That's, keep your head small and not be an asshole i like it man <laughs> well joe dude always yeah. a pleasure man uh thanks for taking the time to do this dude oh, thank you for having me this was awesome yeah man well uh yeah stay in touch and uh hopefully uh once COVID's over, I'll get down to New York, man. We can meet in person. Yeah, come visit. We'll get a beer. All right. <laughs> later, Joe. Take All care. Right, take it easy. Bye. Bye. So there you have it. That was the Joe Rodriguez interview. I just want to thank Joe for taking the time to come on the podcast. It was a real pleasure talking to him about everything he's kind of accomplished within his career. Um, he's gotten to work at some amazing publications like we talked about at ESPN and People and Rolling Stone now. Um, really, really interesting stuff kind of hearing his insight and his career path as a photo editor and what he looks for when hiring photographers. Um, I know I learned a lot, um, so can't thank him enough. Uh, definitely go check uh, Joe's Instagram out at photo editor Joe. Um, he's always posting up cool photos up on there that he takes. Um, so definitely go give him a follow. And as always, I'll be having weekly podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, as well as the Photo Banter YouTube page. Um, so definitely go Um, Check out our YouTube page and hit subscribe. It'd be much appreciated. I'm also doing a giveaway with Sekonic Meters right now. Um, So if you go subscribe to our YouTube channel and leave a comment on the uh, Sekonic giveaway video, you'll be entered for a chance to win the Sekonic Light Meter. And as always, thanks so much for listening and take care.